0: From the nifty radio recording studios high atop 107 columbia overlooking the capital district with both eyes on washington park where the annual tulip festival has just completed welcome to this week's edition of the nifty practice tip this week we are going to be discussing missing witness charges and the law surrounding it when the people or at times the defense fail to call a witness that they would be expected to call a trial, the court may give the jury what is known as a missing witness charge. The exact content of the charge is different when it is given against the people as opposed to when it is given against the defense. The language is somewhat stronger in the charge against the people. Take a look at the CJI charges in sections 8.54 and 8.55. In both charges, however, the jury is told, in essence, there is a permissive inference that they may apply, that if the missing person who was not called to testify had been called, his or her testimony would not have supported the position of the party who failed to call that witness to testify, that is, the party against whom the charge is given. If the defense does not present a case, then no such charge can be given against the defense. Once the defense does present a case, then the possibility of the charge being given exists. Now, presenting evidence, for example, of a prior inconsistent statement that impeaches one of the people's witnesses, but does not address the substantive issues of the case, would not be considered opening the door to the people's request for a missing witness charge for the defense's failure to call a witness to address the substantive issues. While the substance of these charges is different for the people and the defense, The criteria to be used in determining whether the court should give the charge is the same for both the people and the defense. Cases dealing with the criteria can be applied equally regardless of who is making the application. Before the trial court will give the charge to the jury, the party requesting the charge has the initial burden of demonstrating the existence of certain facts once this is accomplished the party against whom the charge is to be given has the opportunity to show why the charge should not be given the specific criteria are listed in detail in the case of people v gonzalez from the court of appeals in the year 1986 the initial burden is on the party seeking the charge to establish the existence of three different factors the moving party must show that the missing witness is knowledgeable about a material issue in the case and would naturally be expected to provide favorable non-cumulative testimony for the party who has chosen not to call the witness and third is actually available to the party who is choosing not to call the witness. The request by either party must be made in a timely fashion. The party against whom the charge is to be given has the opportunity to choose to call the witness instead of having the court give the charge, hence the reason for the required timeliness of the request. Failure to do so can result in the trial court denying what might otherwise have been an appropriate request due to its untimely nature. The request should be made no later than at the moment the side rests and before anything further is done in the trial. In People v. Carr, The Court of Appeals in the year 2010 wrote, A party seeking a missing witness instruction has the burden of making the request as soon as practicable. Whether such a request is timely is a question to be decided by the trial court in its discretion, taking into account both when the requesting party knew or should have known that a basis for a missing witness charge existed and any prejudice that may have been suffered by the other party as a result of the delay. Once the requesting party meets his or her initial burden, it then falls on the other party to show the existence of one of the following criteria to prevent the charge from being given to the jury. First, the witness is not knowledgeable about the issues or the issues or issue is not material or relevant. Third, the testimony would be cumulative. Fourth, the witness is not available physically or The witness is not under the control of the party against whom the motion has been made. Availability and control are two different concepts. Control in the context of a missing witness charge refers to the relationship that exists between the party and the witness. If the relationship between them is such that it would be expected the witness would give testimony favorable to that party, then the witness is under the party's control. When the witness is a stranger and cannot be expected to testify favorably to one party or the other, then generally no unfavorable inference may be drawn from either party not calling the witness. However, if the witness is, quote, favorable to or under the influence of one party and hostile to the other, the witness is said to be in the control of the party to whom he is favorably disposed and unfavorable inference may be drawn from the failure to call that witness. So wrote the court in the previously mentioned People v. Gonzalez. Even if a witness is available physically to both parties, this alone will not prevent the charge against you if the court determines the witness is under your control. In other words, if the defense requests such a charge and meets its initial burden, you cannot prevent the charge from being given by arguing He's around. Why don't you call him? However, even if the court determines someone is under your control, he or she may still not be physically available and thus no charge would be appropriate. Be sure to read People v. Savignon, a 2003 New York Court of Appeals decision, in which the court goes into great detail to demonstrate and explain the distinction and similarities of availability and control and how they can blur into one another, as well as the appropriateness of giving the charge against the defense if their failure to call the witness is properly established. Parties are permitted to introduce evidence to rebut adverse inference due to a missing witness charge, or simply to rebut potential summation arguments. Whether or not the court determines that an adverse inference charge is to be given, the defense will still argue to the jury that this failure to call the witness is a significant hole in your case. In order to rebut the adverse inference charge, if it is given, or simply to rebut the defense summation argument, you may consider introducing evidence to explain the reason for the witness's unavailability. In People v. Gonzalez, the court wrote, We would note also that the inference that the jury may draw is permissive and the people are equally able to argue in summation against the inference and can seek to explain the witness's absence by reference to evidence in the record the extent to which the jury ultimately holds the absence of the witness against the people will be to a great degree a function of the perceived reason for his or her absence the more details you can supply the jury The greater the likelihood they will not infer that it was intentional nor that the people were trying to prevent the evidence from being seen or heard by the jury there are many situations where the trial court will decide that it will not give the missing witness charge requested by either of the parties this ruling however does not preclude the requesting party from arguing to the jury that the other party should have called that witness now while the court will at times not even permit the argument In the majority of cases, it is the right and proper thing for the judge to so do. In the case of People v. Thomas, a Court of Appeals decision from the year 2013, the court found it was error for the trial court to have precluded the defense from arguing missing witness when the charge had not first been requested. Such a request is not a prerequisite for the argument to be made, and in this case it was error. For all the case law authority for the issues presented today, please be sure to see the written version of today's missing witness charge practice tip. In addition, please see the expanded memo on missing witness charge issues that you will find in the PE. It has numerous specific case examples as well as some other additional issues surrounding missing witness charges. As always, our thanks to our crack producer, Jonathan Marconi-Crispino. To all of you out there, be well and stay ready, my friends.